1: The fallout from the all-out brawlout continues today, plus a major push to turn MJF babyface and some interesting pitches for money in the bank. For Friday, October the 28th, 2022, this is your Cultaholic Wrestling News.
0: What did I ever do in this world to go- to deserve an empty-headed fucking dumb fuck? Like Hangman Adam Page to go out on national television and fucking go into business for himself For what? What did I do, Dave? What did I ever do? You told me Didn't do a goddamn thing What's your name, sir? D'Angelo Fuck the Pittsburgh parents, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> are you I'm doing?
1: Pittsburgh. <laughs> I made it really clear in Forbes and I just want to make it clear again Nick It's went- not
0: his position to make it very fucking clear there's people who call themselves EVPs that should have fucking known better. This shit was none of their business. I understand sticking up for your fucking friends. I fucking get it. I stuck up for that guy more than anybody. Okay? I paid his bills until I didn't, and it was my decision not to.
1: Yeah, but I shouldn't have no comment when Nick first said it. It's my I, fault. And I if I had, it's my that. fault. It's my fault. I appreciate. Fault. That, I should have just taken I'm, a head off because you never I'm said. But I'm trying anything. to run
0: a fucking business, and when somebody who hasn't done a damn thing in this business jeopardizes the first million dollar house that this company has ever drawn off of my back and goes on national television and does that. It's a disgrace to this industry. It's a disgrace to this company. Now, we're far beyond apologies, right? I gave him a fucking chance. It did not get handled. And you saw what I had to do, which was very regrettable, lowering myself to his fucking level. But that's where we're at right now.
1: We are close to the finish line when it comes to this AEW All Out investigation uh, following the the altercation that took back took place backstage after the media scrum back at AEW All Out in September. Fightful Select have a new report based on eyewitnesses and sources close to the situation that goes as follows. We've heard about some of the names that were around during the brawl who were suspended as they were physically involved. But there were also several that approached shortly thereafter. One of those was Chris Jericho, who was heavily lauded by those we spoke to for his resolve and demeanour stepping up during the scrum right after the incident took place. Fightful Select was told by numerous sources that Chris Jericho approached CM Punk unhappy about the brawl-out fight, as well as the nature of the scrum that had just taken place. Jericho told CM Punk that he was a cancer to the locker room and a detriment to the company. Those we've spoken to didn't recount CM Punk's reply verbatim, but said that he effectively told Jericho it wasn't his business and he needed to leave. Shortly after, Chris Jericho stepped up to appear at the scrum. He also helped lead a talent meeting in the days that followed. He was signed to a significant extension recently that saw his responsibilities expanded along the way. Fightful reached out to Chris Jericho and the AEW media press people for the story, but didn't hear back. Some close to CM Punk did confirm the interaction took place. Now, there was a lot of reports around about what went on. We talked yesterday about CM Punk's dog, Larry, who, according to Nick Hausman's report, was hurt in the altercation. As the door was open, it, uh, it, it the door hit Larry the dog. Consequently, he had teeth loosened and the teeth needed to be removed. Um, some sources have come forward to dispute that report from Nick Hausman. Some have come forward to confirm it. There's a lot going around at the moment and we're getting these reports from numerous sources about what has been said and who did what and as it's been said by dave meltzer the wrestling observer newsletter we are close to the end of the all-out investigation the fact that the young bucks and kenny omega are due back on telly seemingly imminently we should get a clearer picture of what went down at aew all-out in possibly the weeks to come on the Cultaholic News videos on our YouTube channel. A babyface turn for MJF? It seems very unlikely, but according to Brian Alvarez of Wrestling Observer Radio, behind the scenes, there's a few people that want it. Brian said ever since he came back, the fans have wanted to cheer MJF. When he first came back, he was not supposed to be a babyface, he was supposed to be a heel. And they cheered and they cheered and they cheered. And then for several weeks, they started doing the deal where he would come out before the show and bury the crowd to make sure that he was booed before the show because they wanted him to be a heel. Now, they're no longer doing that. Now, they're just going to go with it at this moment. What I can tell you is there are people within AEW that strongly believe that that they should go with him as a babyface right now. They feel that he could be a massive babyface star for AEW. There are people who believe that he could be a generational babyface. That was not the intention when he came back, but these things happen. Don't know how I feel about MJF as a babyface. I feel like he's the best as a heel. I love the fact that at the moment there is that shade of grey, and at full gear we'll see the the big mastermind plot revealed for MJF, and and all the sentiment will change once more at least that's what i'm feeling would like to know how you feel about mjf becoming a full-blown baby base. Sami Zayn was talking to the daily mirror about his storyline with the bloodline he said this is one of the more filled out long-term stories i've ever been a part of and it's long even by wwe standards usually we might do two or three month stories but i've been aligned with the bloodline in some respects since april still only kind of scratching the surface as to where this is going to go the initial idea was just to have some on-screen interactions every now and then because it made sense as the self-proclaimed locker room leader i should have a good rapport with the head of the table so we're kind of cooking up that idea I'm past the point of trying to predict where the end game is. But at this point, we have such a level of investment that whatever happens, I think the fans are just going to be there for the ride. It's been really a lot of fun seeing how much the fans have been loving it. It has been really, really rewarding. I'm excited for how this gets paid off. Not even in a mad rush for it to be paid off. Just when the time is right, it'll be wonderful. We got a change to a match for Rampage tonight. Wheelie Utah is out of the World Title Eliminator tournament uh, as he is double booked with New Japan Pro Wrestling. He's going to be competing at the Rumble on Forty Fourth Street card. He's got John Moxley to cover for him though. Uh, Moxley facing Daddy Magic Mike Matt Menard on the World Title Eliminator tournament stage tonight. Is that a little knock at WWE and New Japan and the whole double booked thing with Carl Anderson? I'm so up a height about the uh, about the world of, of worked shoots that I don't quite know anymore. No Sheamus and no Drew McIntyre on SmackDown tonight. Just a forewarning. For good reason, though. Sheamus is getting married this weekend. So he's off to tie the knot, and Drew McIntyre is part of the wedding. So congratulations to Sheamus. Have a wonderful weekend, and uh, all been well. We'll see you back. Beat up Imperium some more next week. And some interesting plans for Money in the Bank. Austin Theory has had that briefcase for quite a while now, and there's still no signs of when he's going to be cashing it in. Uh, WrestleVotes told Give Me Sport that there's an idea floating around to have Austin Theory wait out the entire year. You have a year to cash in the briefcase. and Get to a point where on the day of Money in the Bank next year, uh, you get the storyline of he's got like two and a half hours to cash the briefcase in and there's a little countdown as to how like how long he's got left to actually cash in the briefcase and get a shot at the championship interesting i am intrigued as to where the what the austin theory plan is here i think when vincent is in control i've got this in theory becoming wwe champion i don't think i can under triple h so how they pay it off it should be intriguing to see the cultaholic podcast is on later today on the youtube channel and on this podcast feed jack is off this week so it's me and ross and matthew it's an unusual trio that i hope you enjoy we'll go through your questions in the large mailbag Acast powers the world's
0: best podcasts here's a show that we recommend Wherever you listen to podcasts,
1: ACast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. I will go through a beefy this week in the wrestling and answer the big question at the end as well. That is myself. Ross and Matthew on the Cultaholic podcast tonight. The Cultaholic Classic Smackdown review returns tomorrow. Matthew, Greg, and myself watching every episode of Smackdown from the very beginning to its bitter end or ours. You can watch it on the Patreon as well. Patreon.com forward slash Cultaholic. And for the latest wrestling news throughout the day, check out Cultaholic.com. Stay safe. Love you, bye.